Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. And so rather than you coming up with a plan and then asking God to bless it, what you're doing is you are surrendering to, Lord, what do you want to do in this situation? Lord, how do you want me to handle this situation? And so that is how you live this life of grace, guys. And so rather than making it all about principles, what happens is... The grace life becomes about relationship. Now, there's nothing wrong necessarily with principles. It's important to understand the principles that are behind faith. I think that's really important to understand. It's important to understand certain principles about giving and receiving. But you see, when you're living this grace life, you're not just operating principles. No, what you're doing is it all flows out of your relationship. Guys, I want you to understand, if you focus on the relationship, the principle will take care of itself. You see... You see, you can have a principle without relationship, and what happens is most of the time that becomes works-based, or what you can do is you can focus on your relationship with Jesus, you can focus on your relationship with the Spirit of Grace, and what happens is the principle is going to flow out of your relationship with Him, you see. And so when you focus on your relationship, that's automatically going to lead to you being in His Word. It's going to lead to you having some quiet time. It's going to lead to you praying. It's going to lead to you uh, talking to Him. You see, it's going to lead to you having a, a regard for God. But it's not works-based. It flows out of your relationship, guys, with Him. Look at Titus chapter 2, verse 11. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. And we will get into this a little bit more here this morning. Everybody say out loud, it's all about the relationship. It's all about the relationship. I'm I'm in it for the relationship. That's awesome, guys. You see, what makes you a Christian is is that you have an intimate, personal relationship with the creator of the universe, guys. The Almighty God has decided that he wants to be in a relationship with you and me. And guys, that blows my mind. That's pretty awesome, guys. Look at what he says here in chapter 2, uh, Titus chapter 2, Titus chapter 2, uh, verse, uh, verse 11. Because what I want you to notice is, is again, that when you focus on this relationship, when you are yielding to the Spirit of Grace, the Spirit of Grace is working in you, and what he's going to do now is he's going to actually teach you. He's going to teach you. Look at verse, verse 11 here in Titus chapter 2. He says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. And so what he's saying here is is that the grace of God has appeared to everybody. In other words, it's been made available to the entire planet. Now, again, what we want to understand here is the grace of God is talking here not about a curriculum or a doctrine. No, remember the grace of God, guys, 
A, he's a person, it's Jesus, amen. And so he's saying Jesus has been made available to the whole world, and also the grace of God is a spirit. It's the spirit of grace. And so he says Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, just like we read in Galatians, amen, he says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, that's the whole world, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And so in the same way, he's saying here, Jesus and the, and the Spirit of grace has been made available to the whole world. Salvation, guys, I want you to, to understand, is available to every single person on the planet. Now, why is not every single person on the planet saved? Well, it's because they didn't all have a positive response. You see, the grace of God is going to require your positive response, and that's what faith is all about. It is you saying, Lord, I'm available to that. Lord, I believe. You see, that's how you got born again, and in the same way, you now want to continue your life as a believer, where rather than suddenly it becomes about your performance, it's like, Lord, I believe. I believe you're, you're at work on the inside of me. And look what he does. In verse 12, he says, this grace of God, guys, he says, he says, is teaching us, glory to God. Grace is teaching you. The spirit of grace is teaching you. And what is he teaching you? He says he's teaching us to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts. And he's also teaching us that we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world. And so anybody who says, well, Alex, too much grace is going to give people a permission to sin, license to sin. Well, guys, that's not what the scripture is saying. He says grace is teaching us to live right. Now, the question I have for you this morning, guys, is how is grace teaching us? Now, you know, this is kind of like a little pop quiz <laughs> to see if you guys have been paying attention. Because if you have been paying attention, you will know the answer to this by now. That grace is not teaching you the way that the Ten Commandments were teaching you by saying, don't do this, don't do that. No, that was the law of Moses. No, grace is teaching you guys through the Spirit of Grace. You see, the Spirit of Grace is teaching us by changing our desires. The Spirit of Grace is teaching us to deny ungodly living. Now, what is ungodly living? What is ungodliness? Most people think, when they hear ungodliness, you might think, well, ungodliness is just sin. Or, you know, it's just living in uh, some type of wickedness. But really, the most basic definition of ungodliness is to not have a regard for God. That's huge, guys. It's to not have a regard for God. It is you trying to do things without God. <laughs> you see, that's, that's really ungodliness. You see, ungodliness is, is when I come up with a plan of what I'm going to do, and then I'm just going to jump into action, and I'm not even going to ask God to bless that plan. That's ungodliness, guys. Ungodliness is, is when I when I'm relying just on my own human intellect, my human ability. Well, Alex, I've been in this business for so long. I know exactly how to do this business. And so you just do your business. You do your thing. And you never once ask the Spirit of Grace for help. You never ask Him to guide you. You never ask Him to bless what you're doing. That is ungodliness, guys. You see, ungodliness... And every single person can fall into this trap of ungodliness, guys. You can be in ministry and get caught up in doing things without taking God 
into regard, you know, without asking the Holy Spirit to help you to do something. You see, guys, I want you to understand every time before I get up here, get, get, get on to, to teach the Word, I'm always asking God to help me. Because I know I can't do this in my own strength and, and, and self-effort. I know I need Him. And so, to live godly, guys, is to have a regard for God. It is to understand that you need Him. It is to understand that no matter how smart you are, no matter your natural skills and abilities, you're always going to need God. And so, ungodliness is to live in the world where you're, where you're just not taking God into consideration. And, and I, I hope, guys, we can all kind of see areas where, you know, we can grow in that. You see, we never say anything here to condemn anybody. No, these are just areas where we can grow. Because I think we all can have moments where we are ungodly, where you're literally like, it's like you're just, you know, you just get caught up in the busyness of the moment. And you didn't even take God into consideration. You see, you're so busy doing something, but you realize, man, I never asked God, Lord, is this what you want me to do? <laughs> you see, you see, and see, he says grace, or the spirit of grace, is going to teach us to deny ungodliness. And so, in other words, because grace is built and based in my relationship with God, what happens is when I have an intimate relationship with him, I'm going to start to bring him into everything I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, you see, you see. And so, grace is teaching us to deny ungodliness. Now, grace is also teaching us to deny worldly lusts. Now, what are worldly lusts? Now, a worldly lust is just a craving. You know, one way that we define lust is that it is, it's, a, it's an inner void. It's an inner sense of emptiness that will then produce an uncontrollable emotional impulse that's going to move you in a direction you should not be going. Listen to this again. Lust is an inner void that produces an uncontrollable emotional impulse that's going to lead you in a direction you should not be going. That's lust in a very basic sense. You see, sometimes people think lust is just talking about you know, inappropriate sexual desire. No, you know, you can lust for anything, man. You can lust for power. You know, you can lust for recognition. Uh, you can lust for money. You can lust for possessions. Now, no matter how that lust shows up, it is always going to be an inner void. You see, a person who's operating in lust, they got an inner void on the inside of them. There's an inner emptiness. There's something uh, that they're trying to fill. Uh, glory to God. There's a hole uh, that they're trying to fill. And guys, we have news for you this morning. And the only thing, the only person, uh, glory to to God who can ever fill that hole is uh, Jesus. You see, that is a God-shaped hole that no matter the, the possessions, no matter the achievements, no matter the recognition, no matter the status, nothing's going to ever be able to fill that hole. Only a Jesus can fill that hole. And so, grace is going to teach you to deny worldly lusts. Why? Because grace, guys, again, it's your relationship with God. You see, and He becomes your fulfillment. Jesus, guys, becomes my fulfillment. And so, I will find myself no longer operating in lust. Why? Because I'm no longer trying to get stuff to make me feel valid or worthy or successful or whatever. Well, grace is going to teach me to deny worldly lusts. Now, guys, I want you to understand the law cannot do that. 
You see, all the law could do was the law could say, well, you should not be ungodly. <laughs> you, you really shouldn't be doing that. You know, that's the law, you know. You know, uh, the, 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 law, the law can say, well, you know, you really shouldn't have any worldly lusts, but that's it. The law does nothing to actually remedy the whole issue. You see what I'm saying? And so the law can give you a set of principles or a set of rules to follow, but it's only the Spirit of grace that can produce authentic heart transformation. You see, grace doesn't just tell you what not to do. No, grace is actually going to go much deeper. Grace is going to go to the root of the issue. Glory to God. And the Spirit of grace is going to deal uh, with uh, the root of uh, the issue. And so the way that grace teaches you is by transforming you from the inside out, guys. You see? You see? And so, he teaches you to deny ungodliness, to become free from worldly lusts. And then he teaches us that we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world. And he does it by working on the inside of us. He enables us, guys, to, to live in a way where, where we have a true devotion to God that is birthed out of our intimate relationship with him. You see? You see? It's based in your relationship with Jesus, guys in your relationship with the Spirit of grace. And notice what he says in verse 13. This is what grace is teaching us as well. He says that we are to, he's teaching us to look for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Guys, this is awesome. You see, because you are living in this devotion to God, uh, you're living in this intimate fellowship with God, uh, what happens is He's going to teach you to look forward to the day when Jesus comes back. Glory to God. You see, it's a blessed hope, man. For us, guys, as Christians, we look forward to the blessed hope. You see, a person who's operating in the world system doesn't have that. You see, the world system, guys, is going to get darker and darker, you know, just a little aside here. Glory to God. But, but, but those of us who are in Christ, guys, we've been taken out of that world system. And as a result, guys, what we do is we have a blessed hope that we look forward to. Glory to God. What we do is uh, we look forward to the day when Jesus comes back. What we do is uh, we look forward uh, to that glorious appearing of our Lord Jesus. You see, and the Bible says that the path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. And so grace will teach you this. Grace will teach you that your path is growing brighter and brighter. Child of God, it doesn't matter what the world is doing. Child of God, it doesn't matter how crazy the world gets at times. No, uh, your path as a believer is to become brighter and brighter and brighter. Why? Because you're not looking to the world system. No, what you're doing is you're looking to Jesus. What you're doing is uh, you're looking uh, to Him who's at work on the inside of you. You're looking to Him who is uh, transforming you, molding you, and shaping you, and enabling you uh, to live in His blessing. You see, you see, and so we've got a blessed hope, guys. We've got a blessed hope. And it's grace that teaches us. That teaches us this, guys. It's grace that teaches us this. Everybody say, God is working on the inside of me. God is working on the inside of me. Amen. Praise God. Now let's go and uh, look at something here real fast. Um, we got a few minutes. Let's let's head over to uh, to First Corinthians, chapter uh, fifteen, verse ten, and I'm going to look at something that Paul said here 
And uh, we might have to actually wrap it up here for today, guys. I don't know, time just kind of flies on by, doesn't it? <laughs> Praise God. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, verse 10. I want to look at something now that Paul said, because guys, when you understand grace, I want to just emphasize again that this does not excuse us now from our responsibility. You see, you see, this grace life, guys, is not a life of being passive. In other words, you understand God is working on the inside of you. Now, what you don't want to do is get into this thinking where you're saying, well, Alex, praise God. Sounds to me like God is doing the work. So I guess I can just kind of stay in bed all day, bad, you know. <laughs> I'm just not going to do anything anymore. Uh, no, guys. I want you to understand this. That the way grace teaches you is in you living your life. <laughs> you see, you see, this is not about you now being so spiritual that you're not interacting with anybody. You're just going to stay at home all day. Uh, praise God. You're going to pray all day. Or, you know, you're not going to do anything anymore. No. The way, guys, that he can work on the inside of you is in your day-to-day -day living. You see, here's what he wants to do, guys. Glory to God. What he wants to do now is he wants to begin to use everything that comes up in your life. You see, he wants to begin to use your relationships. You know, even those people that you don't get along with, you know, those little great, great people, man. You know, he wants to use them now to teach you and to mold you and to shape you into who he's called you to be. Uh, he wants to use your job, you know, whatever it is you're called to do. You may be in a job that you don't really like. Well, and yes, God has something else for you, but, but while you're there, he wants to use that now to teach you. He wants to use everything that's going on in your life to mold you more fully into who he's called you to be. And so, how do I live this life of grace? Well, I live this life of grace, guys, by living my life, <laughs> by living life, okay? You see, and it's you going out and doing whatever it is you got to do. And in the process of your living, that's where he's going to be able to teach you and he's going to be able to work on the inside of you. Are you guys catching this? And so certainly we take our quiet time. It's very important. In fact, I recommend that you always begin your day with some quiet time. Amen. Uh, you have your, your time where you're just, you know, you're alone time with God. But then what happens is, man, it's in the living of life that he can really start to apply the things that he's teaching you. Are you guys tracking with me? Are you guys tracking with me? And so what I want to finish off with here today is something that Paul said here in 1 Corinthians 15.10. And this is such a powerful statement. And this is also for anybody who says, well, Alex, if you preach all this grace, people aren't, are not going to do anything anymore. Hold on. Look what Paul said here. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15.10. Let's look at it in the King James first here. He says, by the grace of God, I am what I am. That's huge, guys. He says, I am what I am, not because of my credentials, not because of my self-effort, not because I worked so hard to achieve all of this. No, he says, it's by the grace of God that I am what I am. Now look at this. 
He says, and his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. And now notice this. I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I. Paul says, I worked more, I worked harder than all of the others, <laughs> is what he's saying here. But he says, yet not I, it wasn't me. But the grace of God, which was with me. And so, grace of God, guys, when you read the grace of God, you can also look at it as the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of grace. And so, Paul said he worked more abundantly, but it was the Spirit of grace working on the inside of him. Look at this in the uh, NLT. 1 Corinthians 15.10 NLT. He says, but whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me. That's another way we can look at grace is the special favor of God. You see, it's God favoring you. And he says, and not without results. For I have worked harder than any of the other apostles. Yet it wasn't I, it was not I. But it was God who was working through me by his grace. Take note. If you have an NLT, I want you to underline, God was working through me. By His grace, guys. You see? That's how you live this life of grace. You yield to the Spirit of grace. And now God wants to work through you. Paul said, I worked harder than any of the others. And so there's still, you know, we still do our part. Remember, we started off with saying, it's going to be your motivation. Are you working hard to try to achieve something? Are you working hard to try to make stuff happen? Or are you working in response, glory to God to what the Spirit of grace is doing on the inside of you. That's what Paul said. That's what, that's what Paul did. Everything Paul did, guys, he did it in a way where he was yielded to the Spirit of grace. And so in the Old Covenant, in the Law of Moses... It was, about, it was all about what you could do for God. And there's a lot of people today that say, well, Alex, I'm trying to do all these things for the Lord. And that's all good, friend. But, but I want you to really kind of make a slight adjustment here. Again, it comes down to your motivation. It's not you doing things for the Lord. If we want to be really specific, it is God who wants to do things through you. It is God who wants to flow into the world through you. And so every single day, how do I live this life of grace? I say, Lord, here I am. Use me. Lord, I'm available. Use me. You see? And you say, well, Alex, you don't know what my life looks like. Friend, you come to him just as you are. All those parts of you that are messed up, that are broken, you say, Lord, here I am. Here I am in my broken self, man. Lord, I need you. Lord, I depend on you. And you say, Lord, use me the way you want to use me. Transform me, mold me, shape me into what you want me to be, Lord. I'm yours. I'm yours. Thank you, Jesus. The grace life is the yielded life, the surrendered life, where you're saying, Lord, use me every single day. Glory be to God. That's how you live this life of grace, guys.
guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now, to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. And now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.